Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. Before I launch my talk, I just have to say, for those of you who are, uh, this is your first time, um, Reverend Jane, Reverend Hyatt, she's a really gifted minister, and it's always just a real honor to have her invite someone else, I feel, to speak um, and it'll be a treat when you all get to hear her. It's big shoes we're stepping into. And my dear friend, you did not just have a first row seat watching me come through ordeal, but you were so instrumental in the guiding of it. So, um, and the support, and I'm so grateful to you. So I have to start there. Um, this, uh, this talk and this title, actually, for me, it's a little bit coming full spiral because I had been preparing to do a talk similar to this just before COVID hit. And we all went into this new wild west reality that we're in. And um, uh, I also serve on the board of Unity of Central Oregon. And we just all thought in that time, it was really important that our congregation hear from Jane. So she stepped into an even more important leadership role in the early days. And um, I'm just grateful to be able to come full spiral and come back and talk about this subject. And I just wanna give everyone a virtual hug. I so wish we could hug hug, but this is my virtual hug. At least we get to see each other. And um, in uh, honor of Thanksgiving week too, I just hope all of you are still um, in a space of Thanksgiving and in an attitude of gratitude. So Will. Will is one of Unity's 12 spiritual powers, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. Um, and it's a topic that I really have wrestled with throughout my life. And my thinking about this has really flipped on its head in the last year and a half or so. Um, every major world religion that I know of says something about how we should be um, following a higher will, paying attention to God's will. And then, and then there, are, there are subjects around what do you have to sacrifice to follow God's will? And is it possibly God's will that suffering is occurring? And is it God's will when a loved one passes? And how does all of that jive with the concept of free will? As a young person, I was raised in a pretty heavy-handed religious environment, and I was raised, I was taught, I was programmed to believe that you had to really sacrifice to align with God's will. And I was never able in that environment to get any adult to answer, huh, okay, if God is omnipotent and omnipresent and all love, all loving, how can there be so much bad stuff going on? in the world. I could never, I could never get an answer to that. I was just told you have to follow God's will. And some of you have heard me um, tell this story, but I'll tell it again here because I think it fits. I remember going, being in church, I must have been about eight or nine. I was with my mom. It was this little white uh, steepled, white kind of one room, country, country, way out in the country church with two rows of red velvet covered pews you walk down and then on the wall as you're walking in was a way larger than life-sized crucified bleeding Christ, Jesus, not Christ. Um, and, and that this particular Sunday, the pastor was just on fire. He was given some talk coming from revelation and he was, his spit was flying and his Adam's apple was bobbing and 
he said, you know, one of the one of the great things for those of us who follow God's will is that we will get to watch in eternity as the unsaved gnash their teeth in hell. <laughs> and I looked up at my mom and I said, mom, if that is heaven, I don't want to go. So that was kind of my early introduction um, with the concept of God and God's will. I began to rebel against that. And around that same time, my parents had some real issues and started doing some really difficult behaviors. And I wound up with, with a, an issue with pretty much all authority figure, figures. And I decided I was just going to willfully go my own way. I was going to write God off and I was going to do my own thing. Now, some of you can gracefully evolve as you're in your spiritual selves. I was not until very recently one of those. <laughs> my, my trajectory was not as graceful. And part of it was because I have been so willful. I wound up really kind of redirecting my life and getting on a path of spiritual seeking in my early 20s. But I was still willful about it. And then as Jane mentioned a moment ago, about six years ago now, um, I had quite a, quite a, quite a, I had my life blow up as the book says, and it put me on a different trajectory. And in that dark night of the soul time was the first time ever that I really was not able to just willfully force my way through life. It was wildly uncomfortable for me and it put me on a path of really deeply questioning everything I had previously believed about myself, our world, this God thing, all of that. And it turned out to be one of the most profound gifts wrapped in barbed wire a person could ever receive. I had always had in my life a really powerful will, but it was will under the influence of ego. It was stubbornness and in willfulness, I'd been forcing my way through life in a, in a real desire to build and protect this identity that I had created and that I believed myself to be. I was pretty successful in a lot of different things, but I hadn't realized that it was actually my little self, my ego, the little self with a small s that was really running the show. And as often happens when our little self is in control, <clears throat> it'll run us right into the ditch of despair and of suffering. <clears throat> and it's, <clears throat> it's, excuse me, it's in that place when we, when we often are, are brought to our spiritual knees that we have a choice. We can either continue <clears throat> to try to willfully force through or we can actually <clears throat> step back and say, okay, I'm willing. I'm gonna try to go about this differently. Spirit, I, I'm willing. I'll, I'll take a different look. I'll take a different approach here. I'm tired. And that's what happened to me. And I suspect there are those of you on this call right now who have had a similar experience. We reach a point where forcing it through willfully just becomes too hard and we surrender. When I did, I began to sense something so incredible. I began to sense something so much bigger and grander under the circumstances playing out in my life. 
A Course in Miracles teaches that we don't even really understand what our true will is until we begin to re remember, remember, we begin to figure out who we really are as identities, as spiritual beings, rather than just personalities inside these bodies. The course talks about how when we are, when we are not aware of our true identity, our will is actually imprisoned. We go about life exercising free will from within a prison of our own making. When we rely on purely personal human willpower, willfulness actually becomes a handicap. But when we, we, when we become truly spiritually willing, we allow spirit and grace to flow more readily into our lives. I had feared God's will due to programming from my childhood, due to the programming of separation and the teaching that said it would require sacrifice. As I continue to grow and gratefully, gratefully become increasingly aware of my own divinity, all of our divinity, of my own oneness with divine, my concept of God's will, free will, um, willing willfulness has flipped completely on its head. We are each unique expressions, extensions of God. We are a part of, not apart from, this incredible, ever present creative life force. I believe that's what Jesus was referring to when he said that he and the Father, his term for God, were one. Think about that then. If indeed we really are one with source, one with the creator, if, if, if we are a tentacle of that, then actually God's will is our will. Our will is actually God's will. It's, it's God's will for itself. So would it make sense that God creator source would wish harm or suffering on anyone i don't think so and and does willing mean that we just sit back and accept and take what's coming no i don't think i don't think that's it either when when people say well it's just god's will that so, such and such happened or it's just my karma with all due respect i think that that's spiritual laziness and that's not the, the approach that unity comes from. We embrace the will of God when we remember who we are, when we remember that we're not just these bodies, that we are each a unique expression of pure conscious energy. You know, um, I'm reminded of the one of the interesting things for me with the unity ministerial studies is that there's a lot of Bible study in it. And as any, everyone who knows me knows, that's not been my go-to place for a long time. But I'm super grateful for the ability to reclaim and reframe um, those teachings. And as I was um, thinking about this concept of will as div divinity, I guess, divine guidance would have it, I... I in some of my um, uh, study readings, I came across the story again of Jesus in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that now seems to me a very 
moving and touching story because that's where he goes to pray just on the on the eve of knowing that he is about to face something very horrific he knows what's going on and he he's in he's by himself and he's um he goes to prayer and he says my father if it is possible let this cup pass from me and then he pauses and he says ah, but not my will your will and I really think, and he knew it was coming, right? In his human will must have been saying, run, save yourself, save your body. But he, he was so aligned with divinity within that he knew there was a higher power playing here. And he knew that at the level of the truth of who he really was, who each of us are, he couldn't actually be harmed. And he knew he had a great, a great purpose underway. He stepped out of fear and called to spirit. He called to his highest self. Now, metaphysically, um, Gethsemane, according to some of the early founders of Unity, Gethsemane represents the struggle that takes place in our consciousness when we recognize that truth is actually the, the one reality, when we get that call, if you will. And there's often um, a little dissonance there because it pulls us to release some attachments, some human attachments. It pulls us to give up some cherished idols and old ways of thinking. Now, it's unlikely that you or any of us are going to be called to undergo actual physical crucifixion, but it's also just as unlikely that you don't have a great purpose to play out. It's why you're here. It's why you're here even in these incredibly extraordinary times that we're all living through together. And being here, having purpose, it does require sacrifice, but it's not the kind of sacrifice that I had been programmed to believe. As I get clearer <clears throat> about the truth of spiritualized will, I realized I was already prior, even when I was in my willfulness, I was already making sacrifices. I was actually sacrificing peace and real power when I was resisting my oneness, resisting, quote, God's will. <clears throat> I also want to share that spiritual, spiritualized willing isn't passive. It isn't just sitting back and allowing, allowing things to happen with no agency in our lives. Spiritualized willing is about getting into alignment with our, our divinity, getting into alignment with our oneness. When we remember who we really are, we then have the will of God working with us, enhancing our will and our direction. Emily Cady is one of my favorite um, early New Thought teachers, and there's a new one that I have become um, very familiar with through the ministerial studies, Walter Lanyon. He was born in the 1800s, was a prolific New Thought um, writer and teacher, and both of them talk very, um, or write, I should say, very profoundly about getting into the it is done consciousness that Jesus demonstrated. It is done. Katie asks, and I want to read this, um, she asks, do you will it and not languidly desire it? 
Are you determined to have that executed, which you are satisfied is God's will for you? You get into that position and then you will, it is done. I don't know how it's going to happen necessarily, but it is done. It's a feeling. I can feel the power in that as I say it. It's a feeling of, okay, that's a declaration. It's similar to the, <clears throat> the let there be energy in Genesis. Let there be light. <clears throat> it is done. Let is not, oh, let, 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 like so many of us were raised. Let is let. It's a declaration. It's about aligning with divine power. And of course, prayer, meditation, study. These are the practices. And these are the practices that unity puts forward. We practice so that we can get better at these things. Uh, that's an important aspect of it. That's how we step into it is done consciousness. We trust God, source, universe, whatever, whatever our word for that is, our concept for that. We trust. We practice faith with discipline. We're vigilant with our thoughts and bring them back when they go wrapping themselves off, you know, into, into, into human littleness. We bring it back. We get clear. We step out of ego illusion and we get into it is done. Job 22 advises, agree with God, be at peace. In this way, good will come to you. Don't you love that? Agree with God. And, and, and at least for me, how many times do we disagree with God? I do plenty of times, but I'm catching it. I'm getting better. Um, allowing, allowing is about getting into that state of agreement rather than willfully pushing. It's allowing through alignment, and that's the state of grace. Willing is not passively agreeing to tolerate something, but it's rather that declaration of allowing. It's a declaration, but it's not as energy intensive as willfulness. Willfulness requires hard work. It's an attempt to orchestrate the future or force the river. Whereas willing is choosing, choosing to allow, choosing to allow the possibility for grace to flow into our lives. As I noted uh, earlier, will is one of unity's 12 spiritual powers. And Charles Fillmore describes will as, quote, the executive faculty of the mind that carries out the edicts or laws of the I am. When we're in awareness of our I am, our own divine identity, then our will is a will of a higher order and a higher power. Spiritualized willing is about aligning with source. It's about declaring the good, then opening to the grace that flows as a result. And grace is the movement of spirit always at work in our lives. It's, it's the letting God's will be done in us and through us. And I'll, I want to tell you a little story um, that for me right now makes this point. I didn't put two and two together until just a couple days ago. But as I've been preparing for this talk on will, I've literally been working on my mom's actual legal will. <laughs> I am her um, executor and power of attorney. And I'll, I'll cut this short. I am watching my time, Jane. Um, uh this way it's situated right now, my mom lives in Oklahoma. She has a house. It's mostly paid off. My, my niece 
And her two young kids and her husband have been living with my mom for a couple of years. And it's been a total God sent thing for the, for that family. The way it's situated now, if my mom were to pass, and by the way, she, as we were talking about this, she told me that she thinks she's not going to pass until the second coming of Jesus happens. And so I, I said, okay, mom, okay, that could very well be. I'm down, I'm down with that. Um, but anyhow, the way it would be situated right now, if my mom did pass, I would have to, you know, she's, we've got it arranged for where all the stuff goes, right? And basically, I'd wind up having to sell the house and move that family out and divvy things up. Mom would rather that there were some sort of a situation where there could be a rent to own for my niece and her family to stay in that house. And as I start working on all that, I got so wrapped around the axle. I got so like nervous about it. And I realized, and then I had a miracle around it. And of course, in miracles describes a miracle as a correction in error thinking. And what I realized was I was in I was in scarcity. I was in time scarcity of how much time it was going to take to navigate this. And I was in an expectation that it was going to be a headache and problems. And instead, I, I corrected my thinking and I came back to a place of I am going to choose to stay open to the possibility that grace will flow through me to me and through me in this situation. I'm going to stay open. I'm going to give my niece the gift of positive expectation. I'm going to be smart. Wisdom is one of the other unity powers that goes with will. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to put ducks in a row. And then I'm going to stay open to the possibility. I am willing a more peaceful approach to this whole situation, to this abundance of trust that I have from my family. This abundance of the challenge of dealing with my mom's desire to have my niece have a beautiful place to live. I'm willing to choose grace. Grace is our natural state of being when we are in conscious awareness of oneness. I want to read a little passage from A Course in Miracles that I just love. It says, when the light comes and you have said, God's will is mine, you will see such beauty that you will know it is not of you in the little sense of the word. Out of your joy, you will create beauty. The bleak little world will vanish into nothingness and your heart will be so filled with joy that it will leap into heaven and into awareness of the presence of God. Are you willing? What are you willing? Are you willing for heaven on earth? Are you willing to be great? God's true will for us our free will is grace, it's goodness, it's success. As I'm gaining insight into this state of grace, as I am reminding, recognizing who I truly am, I'm having so much more fun. <laughs> My spirituality is actually just becoming kind of this fun state of positive expectation. I might not know how it's going to get done, but it sure is going to be fun watching grace flow through the situation. It's such a it's such a a more relaxed and enjoyable place to be, and it's about being willing and allowing for grace. So as I wrap, and we're going to roll into meditation here. This is a little bridge to meditation. I will there be light. Let 
me behold the light that reflects God's will and mine. Let my true will assert itself. Say these, think, the, think these with me, folks. Let the divine permeate the stuff and circumstances of our entire human existence. Let there be light in every facet of our minds. It's not a matter of, is God willing? It's a matter, are we willing? And what are we willing? I will now for all of us that grace just flows readily and abundantly. And I ask you, what miracles are you going to notice and receive today? That's your choice. It is done. So now uh, I'm just going to go into a few minutes of meditation, and then we're going to hear some music to cap this off. And as we, as we go into quiet here, please say right now, as weird as it may feel, Say out loud, my will is God's will. I want to see moving lips. And God's will is my will. We go into a meditative space, coming fully into this holy instant of now, this present moment, allowing ourselves to to really feel our higher selves, our true selves. Feel the expansiveness. We lose the sense of boundary that keeps us in a body. We're broader and bigger than that. We can feel that. And right now, in that expansive place. Ask yourself, what is my heart's true desire? What is the desire of my highest self? Allow that to perk for a moment. As you reach into that world that is in accordance with your highest self, with the Christ consciousness that is innate within us all. This desire, desire is spiritual calling. It's a gift. This desire for this manifestation right now. Hold it, hold that image and declare out loud, no one else can hear you. It is done. And sense the knowing, the, re the release that comes with that knowing. 
And for just one more minute, dial into the sense of gratitude and grace. The sense of grace, the goodness that flows, not because of work, but because of being. That's your divine allowance and it never runs out. So it is. Pull back into this room, bringing grace with us, allowing for the flow of grace as we come back into this space and as we're treated to soul shine and another beautiful performance. Thank you everyone.
give me a sunset to hold my wonder and give me an ocean to hold my tears but I am open and I am willing, I am willing to be so strange it is those who go before so lift me up to the light of change I am open and I am willing for to be hopeless what seems so strange the light of